Hallelujah. Would you turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 2, where we were last week. I want to continue this part, call this part 2 of what we ministered last week. But Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Hallelujah. Here's what it says. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. Established, 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 committed to the faith, connected to the faith, understanding the importance of faith. You know, and, I, and I, I, I use that, I want to make sure you understand that I believe there are teachings out there that are not faith teachings. Somebody ought to say amen. There's teaching out there that's just not faith teaching, that teaches a, a God of abuse, that teaches a God of, you know, I read an article the other day, there was a prayer that came out from one of the denominational churches, and it was actually giving God credit for the virus, in other words, saying that, that God brought a virus to close his church. So the people would appreciate the church. Well, I got news for you. God did not close the church with a virus so we would love it more. That is just, where do people come up with this stuff? People were crying, writing on the, on the they were writing that they were weeping when they read the prayer and prayed that prayer. I thought, you ought to be weeping because that's the wrong prayer. That is not the kind of prayer we could pray. God did not bring COVID virus. Now, I said this one day, one Sunday, I was preaching, and, and I was trying to explain that COVID virus came from somewhere. Um, and I think I used China, which, you know, I didn't, wasn't really, I don't know where it came from. And I would never accuse China of doing that. They got to figure that out. That's between the governments. That's not Steve McCart. I don't know who it came from. But I can tell you this. It came from somewhere. Men were playing with stuff, and it leaked out. I know that. I mean, it, this wasn't just some natural thing that came out, and everybody knows it. This was a leaked virus, and it was because it was being manipulated. People were playing with things, and somehow, somewhere, some way, it was exposed to human beings. Would you agree that that's probably true? I'm going to say probably because I'm not an expert scientist, and I'm saying on the whole, that's probably true. God didn't bring coronavirus. He didn't bring coronavirus to bring people death and destruction. And, 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 and so I'm saying to you this morning, get your eyes off of God with stuff like that and realize that Jesus is the healer. That even if we're at the middle of a snake pit and our hand gets bit like Paul's or Peter's, we can, we can lift our hand out and be okay. How many know we're going to be all right? No deadly thing. Come on, somebody. No deadly thing. Listen, I'm telling you, if you get the sniffs, if you got to lay down for a couple of days, get in the Word of God, get in the presence of God, get out every faith book you got, start reading, praying, listening to people who speak faith, a message of healing and deliverance. Don't go to somebody and says, just suffer through it. You know, in that same prayer, the way they, they kept talking about how God did all these things, and then at the end of it, they said, we should pray against all of them. You should pray against the virus. Well, if God brought the virus, he didn't pray. You know, how can you praying against the will of God? If God, if God, you understand? I mean, it was just almost like speaking, you know, a foreign language that we could, I mean, I was just, I thought, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. 
Because God's not the creator of these things. God doesn't use disasters. He uses his word and he uses the Holy Spirit and he leads us and guides us into all truth. He says if we follow him, direct, he'll direct us into our path, into our life. He doesn't lead us out of that life. He doesn't lead us into a mess. He doesn't destroy things. He doesn't tear up your washing machine. Come on, somebody. I don't know what the Lord's doing. My washing machine broke down the other day. And now my clothes stinking. I got to go to the, you know, I mean, God didn't tear up your washing machine. They make them things to break. It was, uh, what was it, Thursday night? Was it Thursday night? Maybe it was Friday night when the air went out at our house. Friday night. I had six boys in my house. It was Stephen's birthday. At lunchtime, the house got 80 degrees in one half. I got two air conditioners, one on one end and one on the other. Down here, it's 71. Down here, it's 80. And I can't take heat. Y'all know that. When you came in last week, I about died. That's so hot. That's not true. I shouldn't say that. I was just really suffering through that heat. And, and, and so to have the air like this right now, you might be cold. Bring a blanket. Bring a head thing. Bring, you know, you wear extra coats. I'm sorry, but I'm feeling good. <laughs> but uh, so it's 80 degrees in the house. And, 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 and I mean, you talk about a night. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It was just, I just, all night. I felt like when I woke up, it felt like somebody just beat me to death, you know, with boxing gloves. You know, because I'm fighting all night with the heat and trying to get cold. I think it got down to 75 in the middle of the night. And I finally could fall asleep. For minutes, I don't know how long. So the next day, I call, immediately have an air conditioner come in Saturday morning because I can't live like that. So he comes in, he says, you know, that's one of those units. And he tells me the name of it, and he says, they made those things the last 10 years. When did you build your house? You know, whenever it was, he said, yeah, this one's breaking down. I thought, that's great news. <laughs> and say amen to that. He said, yeah, it starts to, starts to deteriorate, and all of a sudden, you start getting holes in the Freon, and they start leaking, and yeah, this one. Now, it might last another year. You ought to just wear it out. But I'm going to put some gas in it, and I'm going to do this and that and the other. But it's, it's, it's breaking down. You're going to have to get a new air conditioner. I thought, they're making stuff to break down. Come on, somebody. When you bought your car, they intended for parts to fall off of it. You know, everybody's alternator goes out within a certain number of years, and then your muffler goes bad, and then the catalytic converter goes off, and then some, and the air conditioner starts messing up. I mean, listen, you don't have to blame God for that. God's not tearing up your car. Come on, somebody shout out amen. God doesn't do these things. He's not in committing tragedies and travesties. We live in a world with those things. We live in, in a world where people do things that, you know, to try and get you to rebuy products and all kinds of things. So make sure that you always point in the right direction. The God is good all the time. Come on, somebody. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Come on. Who's bad? If it ain't good... It ain't God. We need to stay there. That's what I talk about when I'm talking about a faith life. I'm talking about a life. I bet y'all wish you had some water. When I'm talking about a faith life, I'm talking about a, a life of belief. I'm talking about when you're tested, that, that you personally are being tested only to see if you believe what the Word of God says. It is not testing you to find out about you. When these tests and trials come, he's coming to see if you actually got the word, heard the word, and believed the word. You know, when you, when you are, begin to tithe, 
The devil comes to see how you're going to do with that by giving you an extra debt or something. He comes along and he attacks you to see if you still believe in tithing when the money, when the money gets tight. Come on. Do you believe in tithing when the money gets tight? See, because when you do believe that, then you believe that it's a fortress against the activities of the devil. When the devil comes, he says, okay, let's see if they believe if they're really healed or not. Let's see where they're at. Let's see what they'll act like when they throw up at the toilet. Will they still be shouting hallelujah? Come on, somebody. And will they break out the word? Would they put on a tape? Would they get some worship music out? That's what faith's about. Faith is trusting in the Lord with all your heart, leaning not to your own understanding in all of your ways, acknowledging him, and he will direct your path. God wants to lead us and guide us into all truth. And so we have to be established. We have to receive the word of Jesus Christ and walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, established in God's priority, established in God's word. We need that today. I was uh, talking with Pastor Reggie, we were, we were together, and uh, we were just talking about different things about corona and various, uh, the, the disease, COVID, I mean, and all that we're dealing with. And uh, at that time, he said he was praying, he was in the middle of a prayer, and the Lord spoke to him, and the Lord told him that, that the, and I'll read what he, exactly what he said, I'm just saying what I, and, and he preached this last Wednesday night, that God is going to rescue America. How many of you believe God is going to rescue America? I believe that. I believe that right now we're seeing things like we've never seen before. We're in a world that we have never experienced before. We're dealing with challenges that we have never dealt with before. Facing things we've never faced before. I can tell you that as a pastor, I've never faced anything like this in my life. I'm counting on God every day to give me wisdom as to how to handle all this stuff. How do you grow a church in the midst of this? How do you keep things together? And when I heard him say that, I'm telling you, I, in my spirit, I, I sensed that was right. But it was the right word, rescue, that God's going to rescue us from what we're in right now. I want you to believe with me that we're on the, we're, we're on the, we're on the road to recovery. We're on the road to coming out. Because our God is going to rescue America. I want you to shout that out. God is going to rescue America. Come on. God is going to rescue America. Amen. He's coming to the rescue. Amen. And as believers, we need to stand in faith. We need to get in agreement. And we need to stand with those who are hearing from God about this. And I've been with Pastor Reggie for so many years, and I'll tell you, I trust what that man says as a, in his prophetic word when he gives one. I believe it's from the Lord, and I'm going to agree with him in my church this morning with all of you. God is going to rescue America. Come on, God is going to rescue America. God's going to rescue our jobs. He's going to rescue our health. He's going to rescue our situations. He's going to restore this country. He's going to keep the church safe. He's going to protect us from all enemies. And we're still going to be a light to the world. We're still going to exchange the gospel around the planet because God is going to rescue America. Come on. He's going to come. I see him like coming in like. <laughs> come on. Somebody ought to shout a little bit more. Come on. God's going to rescue America. You know, just for a minute, right there where you're seated, stand up on your feet. 
I think we ought to just thank him for it right now. Begin to thank him and pray. Lord, I thank you that houses are going to be kept. Our auto, car, our insurance, our paychecks. Father, we're not going down because you're going to rescue America. You're rescuing our nation. You're bringing us to a new place. Lord, you're coming in and fixing what was broken. We receive the rescue from the Holy Ghost. God, you're going to rescue our country. Oh, I thank you right now for that rescue. I thank you, Lord, you're coming in. Lord, and rescuing us. Lord, you're bringing in the right equipment at the right time, the right people in the right moment. And Lord, you are doing a work. And things are turning. Things are changing. And in short period, in short time, you're going to rescue America. You're bringing us up. You're turning it around. We receive the rescue from the Holy Ghost. Thank you, God. We stand in agreement. Lord, we are rescued in Jesus' name. If you're online, write it out. Type that out. God is going to rescue America. God is going to rescue America. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We bless you, Lord. Come on, everybody in here. Say, God is going to rescue America. Hallelujah. Amen. You be seated. Be seated. Be established in his word. Be established in his word. Established in faith means this. It means unshakable, unwavering, no matter what's going on around you. We're to be unshakable and unwavering by being established in his word. You see, the Bible says in John 5, 4, that faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith is that victory. We could not have faith or we could not have overcoming victory in the world without faith. Because it is faith that overcomes the world. It is our belief in the word of God. That that's the source of our life. That that's the way we overcome. If you want victorious living in this earth, then you have to have faith to do it. You have to have faith. We don't leave our message that God has committed us to. We don't leave that message. I see people all the time, for whatever purpose, you know, when Amy and I got married, I established the, 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 the future for us. Thank God we were in the same church. Thank God we loved the same pastor. Thank God we loved the same word because we weren't fighting over those things. But, but I was clear. I mean, it was no, there was no ambiguity. There wasn't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. She knew where we were going. If you marry me, we're going into ministry. No ifs, no ands, no buts. That's where we're going are you ready to do that? She didn't really have to think about it. I guess she just loved me that much. Somebody say, thank God for a woman that loves you. And she said, yep, I'm with you. But I can tell you now, there's, there's no way that in, my, that in my purpose, that in my function, that I would have ever allowed her to steer me in a different direction. Never. I mean, it wasn't, it was, there was no, no option my faith was fixed. 
It was committed. And when we do that with our lives, when we think about all the areas of our lives, you know, what I'm believing for my kids, I pray for their marriages right now. That's fixed. If the wrong girl walks in, she walking out. You guys that let your kids date anybody, that's fine with y'all. But I'm telling you right now, if she don't have the right teeth and the right look, she ain't coming in. You can just drive her back home. <laughs> I'm serious. My parents weren't strict enough on me with that stuff. I look back now and I regret that. I wish they would have told me no and all that stuff. I wish they would have said, you can't do that. Don't let that in our house. You're not going to have that in your life. And I made sure, I thought, you know, they made all those mistakes. I won't be able to do anything when they get older, but I will have established inside of them what I believe. And they will not stumble because the Bible says they may go away, but they'll come back. Somebody ought to say amen. I mean, you've got to be strict with your faith. Your faith has to have commitment. I mean, I see such waffling, wobbling faith where people don't know what they really believe. They're in and they're out and they're up and they're down. Man, the devil ain't moving me off of God's plan. The devil's not steering me off of you. can't move. I don't care what you bring my way. I don't care what leaves. He said husbands, fathers, wives, kids, children, land, everything else could go. Didn't he say that? And I'll replace it a hundred times on this earth and a hundred times in the future. Somebody ought to say amen. You ain't taking me off my plan. You say whatever you want to about me. Make fun of me, laugh at me, say whatever you want to. I'm telling you right now. Ain't nothing going to move me off my plan that God gave me. I'm not stumbling. I'm not falling. I'm not backing up. I'm not backing down. I'm not crawling down. I'm not weeping. I'm not wimping. Strong in the Lord. Strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You can go. I ain't going. Amy knew that. There's never been a question where we were going. And if you said no, what would I have said? I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about God's plan. I'm talking about the plan of God. And so I'm saying to you, we have to be firm and committed to that plan. Totally committed to it. And do whatever it takes for that plan to come to pass. Somebody ought to shout out amen right there. Nothing you're going to come up against. Nothing that you're going to come up against is ever a surprise to God. When he came into your heart and he began to lead you and guide you and direct you, he already knew the trauma you would face. He already knew the events that would occur. He already knew the people that would come into your life. He knew the trauma that would come. He knew the, com 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 the confusions. And yet he planted you somewhere because he had a plan to birth something in you. Even though things would come against you. Even though things didn't always go the right way. Stop looking at the stuff that's going on around you and stick with what's in you. Faith is not what's outside of you. Faith is what's inside of you. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you, God. Committed to faith. Committed to the word. 
This is not just an idea. This is not just something that fits to certain qualifications. And when the qualifications change, or, 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 or the, the, the world around you changes, or something happens that aggravates you. You know, I said this before, I'm going to say it again, and just, just, just for everybody out there. You know, I'm so amazed by how many years can go by with so many good things, but the one time something goes wrong, it's bigger than all the good you had before it. You know, it really happens in the church, and I sometimes ask Amy, is it just because I'm a pastor? I mean, maybe it's the twofold thing. With, with the world, you know, I mean, if you go to uh, Don Jose, because we went there the other day. Now, I'll tell you, we, we started going back there. Don Jose's good, man. I'm just telling you, there's salsa. I, I know I've said this before, but when I like something, I like it. And I'm telling you, I was in love. I, mean, I just love their food. But we went there the other day, and it just wasn't good. I'm just being, you know how you've had it so good so many times, and this time it was like, eh, eh. I can't really want to eat that. The kids were like, no, I said, just don't, don't taste right. They had, must have had a separate cook in there or something. I, I'm still going to go back. <laughs> Be honest with me. Come on, how many of you have been to a restaurant and you said, well, that's just one time? You know, and I gave the waiter a good tip, I was kind. Because I figure it's the cooks. <laughs> Somebody say amen. You know, I, 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 don't, I doubt the owner was even there. I doubt the owner was nowhere near the place. I doubt he was even around. It's, I'm sure it was one of those days where he was gone, the family was gone. You know, it's the owner his family that worked at the restaurant, and then they have a group that comes in when they're not there. <laughs> and that was that day. Well, I'm not quitting the restaurant. I'm not so frustrated with you because you made a mistake on Tuesday that that's enough. I'm done. Done. You need to be willing to evaluate yourself and figure out where you've been at short, had shortages. Where do you come up short? Where do you miss out on helping? Where are you unwilling to give where you need to give? Where are you unwilling? I mean, nobody's evaluating you when you don't do what you are supposed to do. Come on, somebody ought to shout it. Amen. We need to realize that we've got to get the word of God down on the inside of us. And even though there are things, when God plants the word in us, it's important that we stay in an environment that continues to build what we know is right. When I got in touch with this faith message, a message that preached faith and hope in the word of God, that steered away from God as bad, but always said God was good, it changed my life. I could not find myself in a church that taught differently. I could not find myself adequately or just, just, just infecting that church with something they didn't want. I don't know if anybody says, do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? And I'm always mystified and me it just mesmerizes me that people can all of a sudden make decisions to abandon the faith when that's what you need in your life. And if we've ever needed the faith of God, it's right now in this world we live in. Come on, somebody say amen. More than ever. Stick with the faith. Don't get distracted. Don't get dismantled. Don't, you know, distractions come. Man, I've been in the ministry long enough. This is 20 years, almost 21 years of being in the ministry. Amy and I have all kinds of things. People write us letters that make you cry. 
I mean, you wake up in the morning, you got some 3 a.m. letter from somebody who was going through some something, something, and you're the devil, and you know, you, you're, we get those all the time. We're never surprised when we get one, it's just another one in the page. Isn't it true, Amy? They're just distractions. It's the devil trying to get you turned away or turned off or disappointed or disrupted. You can say whatever you want to me. God said I'm his son. God said that I was important. I, he said that I mattered. Whatever you say comes short of what God said of me. Come on, somebody. I continue to listen to God. I continue to stick with his plan. That's faith. Faith says no matter what happens, I'm not going to be dismantled. I'm not going to be disrupted. Don't be disrupted. Life will disrupt you because the devil wants to disrupt you. Don't let the devil disrupt your life. Come on, somebody. It's, it's no big deal. It happens all the time. Nothing you're going to come up against is ever a surprise. God already knew it was coming. I just kind of nod and say, well, you saw that. You already knew I was going to face that. I'm never surprised anymore. Never. But I stand by the word of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nothing can be received but by faith. It has to be received by faith. Religion won't work. Come on, somebody. This is a good word right there. Come on, religion won't work. Increasing, increasingly more committed to God will work. Increase your commitment. Increase your connection. And, and, and stick with your, your callings and your ambitions and what God put inside of you. That's faith. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come on, somebody. We have to get back to the basics. When things are tried, when we go to these things, we've got to get back to the basics. I played sports when I was a kid, different kinds of sports. I played some in New Zealand. I played uh, soccer over there and different ones. When I came back, I was kind of disconnected from American sports, had to learn all that stuff. So I never really excelled in American sports. But I remember even when I did play sports, whether it was American or, or foreign or wherever we did, you'd get to the first day of practice and they'd start with the basics. You start running. Then you start working on the, the, play, the, the, the placement wherever you are, what your position is, and what you do as a back or a forward or a guard or whatever it is. So I get Brian into sports, and we take him in, and he's in Wilson High School now, and he's one of the quarterbacks there at Wilson High School. He's literally one of the Wilson quarterbacks. Just want to throw that out there. But I showed up. And they put him on the team, and they put those kids out there, and they run them to death. I'm serious. Because if you can't run, this is a problem. we got to go back to the basics. So we got to get you thinned down. we got to get your weight right. we got to get your muscles working. we got to start building more muscles, and we got to run you. Then they started a new practice where they're now practicing some individual placements and on in a few weeks they'll actually be passing balls and all that again but but these guys are getting specialized training in their in their performance area you know special training but it goes back to the basics and i was reminded of uh, vince lombardi who had the uh, green bay packers all those years ago and won all those champions had a dynasty uh team with uh, you know all that group 
and he has a memorial there at the stadium in Minnesota. And when you go into the memorial, you know, it has his line, this is a football. Because every year, no matter whether they won the championship or didn't win the championship, when they came into practice, he set everybody down, and the first thing he did is hold up a football and say, this is a football. Starting from the basics. I want you to know that's us. That's believers. When the devil begins to challenge us, we've got to go back and continue to compile the things that are actual things that we need to move forward. That God wants to do in our life. We can't forget Hebrews 11.1. we got to go back and say, now faith is the substance of the things I hope for and the evidence of the things that I can't see. Come on somebody. Faith is the substance of what I hope for and it is the evidence come on what is faith it's the substance and evidence of what I need and what I hope for your future is cut out in the fact that you have you have buried that into your spirit and you understand the substance of your future is about what you believe faith is the substance of it faith is the evidence of it if you start a new business You better have some substance and some evidence. Somebody ought to say amen. Don't run out there and think I'll just get started. Start with faith. Start with God. Start with the direction from the Holy Spirit. Walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, somebody ought to shout out amen. Amen. What about Mark 11, 23? It says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea. If you won't doubt in your heart, but believe the thing that will come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. The Bible says that we've got to begin to speak out the word of God over the top of the situations. Speak God's word over the top of the condition. Speak God's word over the stuff. And call those things out. Make make it move on our behalf. Come on, we've got to have some basics. To our faith, don't leave those basics. When the devil comes and puts a cough on you, get the basics out. Start shouting out. 1 Peter 2, 23. Come on, somebody. For by I'm, I'm healed because of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Jesus is my healer. Jesus is my deliverer. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Come on, let's say that together. By Jesus' stripes, I am Heal. Come on. Go to the basics. This is a football. Go back and gather yourself. The Bible says this in first in 2 Timothy 3:1. I also know this. This also, this know also that in the last days perilous times will come. The word perilous there means times of great stress, great trouble. Another translation reads this way. Even hard to deal with or hard to bear. Folks, I'm going to tell you that's today. We're living in those days. We're beginning to see the process of the world changing into a place where that process is working. You You can only slow some things down. You can't stop prophecy. We'll never be able to stop at church. We've got to get back to what makes the difference. 
We, we, we've been lofting through life and lofting through this thing, and half the time we don't say anything about what we know we should say. We don't do anything about what we know we should do. We don't believe where we ought to believe. We don't stand where we ought to stand. And then we wonder how this comes apart or how it comes about. Europe was a hugely Christian area. Europe was massively Christian. Words came from Europe. Many, many uh, theologians came out of Europe. Great studies, great effects on the earth came from Europe. Today, less than 1% of Europe is Christian. What happened? They slipped. But folks, I'm telling you, America is going to be rescued. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. America will be rescued. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm right there at the end. Second Timothy 3.14, listen to this. But continue thou in the things which you learned. Continue in the things that you learned. Continue in the things which you learned. Things which thou hast heard, learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom you, have, you hast learned them. So he's telling us there's a continuation that we're to do. We're to continue in the things you learned. I want to reverse this. It's just a question. What do you do in these last days that are perilous times, great trouble, hard to deal with, hard to bear, if God's telling the Christians to continue in the things that they've learned, what if you hadn't learned nothing? What do you do then as it continues to get tougher and things get harder? If you don't take the time to get in a church that builds your faith and teaches you how to have victory in life, See, faith will teach you victory in life. When you have faith, you'll have victory. That's what I said, right? This is what overcomes the world, even our faith. To have victorious lives requires faith in our lives to have victory. If you have not the right faith, you cannot have the victory. Because we're to continue in the thing which we were taught, what we learned. This is why I say to you, don't make the mistake of dismantling yourself and getting disrupted because something occurred. It's not worth it. Teaching faith and learning faith, knowing God and knowing God's word are necessary. Put God's word first. Joshua 1.8 says this. This book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate in it. What you and learn it there in day and night that thou may observe to do according to all that's written therein. For when thou shalt, it'll make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Church, get in the word, be committed to your faith, stay connected to his faith in you. This morning, I want to encourage you to do that. Lift your hands.